We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The second half of the Charger season is in full swing with plenty of high-profile matchups against teams in the division like the Raiders and the Broncos and the Chiefs, plus a lot of teams that are going to be coming to L.A., with a vengeance like the Patriots and the Steelers. Even if you're an away fan, you still want to see Justin Herbert and Mike Williams and all the guys come to your city. Maybe if you live in Philadelphia or if you live in Ohio, or even if you're deep in enemy territory, perhaps at mile high. The Chargers will be coming to all of those places and more in the second half of the season, and this could end up being a historic Super Bowl run for this team. So, you don't want to miss a single second of it if you get a chance to go to one of these games. That's where TickPick comes in. They want to send you to all of these games. And the best part about TickPick is that they're very simple to use and they don't want to give you those high-end fees that other ticketing sites will give you. Plus, some fees that come out of nowhere, frankly. So, on top of that, they also want to give you $10 off your first ticketing purchase how are you going to do that? Well, you're going to go to TickPick.com slash Charged. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash Charged to get $10 off of your first ticketing purchase. As fun as highlights are to watch on Twitter, there's nothing that beats the real experience. You want to say that you were there in person when Justin Herbert threw that ball to Mike Williams that ended the game on a game-winning touchdown, or Derwin James getting a game-ending pick six. You want to be there for all of it because this team, this season, is special. So again, go to TickPick.com slash Charged, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash Charged for $10 off of your first ticketing purchase, Bolt Up. Hey guys, welcome inside the Guilty of Charge podcast. As always, I am your host, Stephen. Uh, joining me today to help preview the Chargers and Raiders upcoming rematch is Mr. Marcus Johnson, who is a contributor for SB Nation's uh, Raiders site, Win City Silver and Black Pride, and then he's also the host of the Tape Don't Lie podcast. Marcus, thanks for taking the time to join me. How are you doing today? Good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. How about yourself? I'm doing great as well. Uh, super excited for this matchup, I think. Uh, this is, in my opinion, the biggest, you know, Chargers and Raiders matchup in my personal lifetime. 
Yeah. Uh, what's kind of the general consensus in, in Raider Nation in terms of this uh, matchup and how uh, you guys are feeling about, you know, a win and in situation for the playoffs? I think most of us are shocked, to be honest. I think um, after the, the Chiefs game where it was 48 to 9, I think, you know, even us on our, you know, our show, we were trying to start looking towards the draft. I mean, we thought the season wasn't going to end up like this, but I mean, they showed a lot of resilience. I think the defense is playing a little bit better, but I mean, they've been the benefit of some some bad quarterback play. Um, as well. I think, the, you know, this is going to be their first real test against a guy who's not going to make bad decisions or he's going to, you know, miss a wide open T.Y. Hilton. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play this week. But, you know, the defense has stepped up. I mean, they've, they've you know, kept the kept the score low while this offense, who has been down since Henry Ruggs has been out, is finally starting to figure it out. Um, I mean, and, and they're actually starting to move the football again. I mean, at one point they, they couldn't even get up. They couldn't do anything on third down. They're at 25% from week nine to week 14. But since then they're at 46%. So the offense is starting to get better. I mean, they've gone from 16 points, 17 points to 23 against a good team, against good defense. So they're starting to get it together too as well. So, um, I mean, they're, 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 I wouldn't say they're a hot team. But they're a team that is, you know, they, they got a lot of veterans that have been there before. You know, a lot of those Seahawks players, a lot of those, uh, you know, a lot of Chargers players. Yeah. I mean, they played the playoff games and, you know, they, they've been there before. So that's what, what we're seeing from the defense, too. I think they're kind of, you know, the Desmond Trufant, he's played a Super Bowl. You know, K.J. Wright, he's played, you know, he's won the Super Bowl, he's played another. You know, a lot of those guys, you know, Unique Ngakwe, he's played in the uh, AFC Championship game. So they have that that playoff experience more on the defense. So that's why sure. we're seeing this step up a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that the Raiders absolutely deserve a lot of credit for being in the situation. Uh, you know, we've seen a, a ton of teams over time, you know, be in that situation when after a blowout loss at your division rival kind of just wilt and, uh, you know, pack it up. And so the Chargers went through that in 2019. Um, yeah. So the Raiders deserve a ton of credit for, you know, bouncing back. And I think it shows a lot uh, about the leadership, the guys you mentioned. And of course, uh, Derek Carr, I want to get to Derek specifically because, you mm-hmm. You know, people are mentioning him in the MVP conversation. I think that's a little rich, to be honest with you. But he's playing well, especially considering, you know, the coaching change, losing Henry Ruggs. Darren Waller was out for essentially the last month. How is Derek really kind of getting the job done over the last month? And and kind of what have you seen from him uh, in terms of closing out this season? Uh, you know, I, th- I think with Derek is, you know, it's, it's hit and miss sometimes. Um, I mean, I think with how this team is arranged, he's playing a lot of hero ball. So we're seeing a lot of him trying to make plays and he doesn't have a lot of playmakers around him. And he's trying to make like some, some serious plays with them, especially like when they were when a little bit of that losing streak and there's, uh, you know, not scoring as many points. I mean, he was trusting Zay Jones on deep balls a little more than he should, you know, he's, he's, he's feel like this year he's been trying to be a playmaker because it was working the first, you know, with Henry Ruggs, you know, when they started off five and two, it was really working the way he was playing, but now the, I think they have adjusted the last few weeks and we've seen him be more efficient. Um, I mean, he still turned the ball over. I, I think he's still taking a lot of chances with some of these guys, but I think the the ones against the Broncos were a little uh, freakish besides the fumble, which, I mean, that's always been an issue with him, but I mean, it's even a bigger issue now that he's trying to make plays because that happens to any playmaker. They try to, you know, if they're, you know, Kyler Murray's fumbling all the time too. So sure. you know, Derek Carr fumbles in the pocket. <laughs> so if he's trying to make plays, it's going to escalate. So, you know, th- that is something that, you know, he has to get better at to win this game because I don't think they'd be able to turn the ball over. But I think Derek Carr is really clutch. And I think if they can keep this game close in the fourth quarter, I think he's going to play really well at that moment. And, you know, um, 
it, it's it, and the other receivers, I think Hunter Renfro and Zay Jones are stepping up too. So I think they're helping him play better the last couple of weeks. But you know, I'll say this about Carr. I think Carr, you know, before 2020 and 2021, I you know, I felt like he's more like an Andy Dalton type of quarterback, but I feel like more he's more of like a Matt Ryan tier two quarterback. So I mean there's that growth there. So that's why you're able to see him where he could be like elite for like five games and then like, you know, inconsistent. It's like, you know, Matt Ryan sure. does all the time. So, you know, he's left the kind of average quarterback and now he's like the above average tier two quarterback that, you know, doesn't maybe doesn't need the greatest supporting cast, but you do need some good players around. Him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they have, uh, you know, two really good ones. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, Darren Waller has been hurt, supposedly, uh, according to Victor Four, is kind of trending uh, towards playing in this one. Of course, Josh Jacobs also in that. Uh, he has been playing, but he's a little bit banged up as well. What can uh, we expect from those two in this one? Do you think either of them would be on a snap count, or do you think it would be if they play its full set? Uh, I think if, if Darren Waller play, I think it's full set. I think I think he's going to go. I don't think they're going to be on a snap count. I think last week, even though he got COVID, I think it, it benefited him for this week because I think a guy who gave him a little bit more rest because he was going to play last week, I believe. I think he was going to go out there and try to give it a shot. And then he got COVID. It didn't give him a chance, but it gave him an extra chance to rest. Because I mean, today he's not even like he's he's limited today. So, you know, maybe he'll be full by Friday, um, and uh, he'll be ready to go. But I, I expect him full go. To be honest, I expect him to play well, but just because of the moment. Um, and yeah. He's a big time player. I mean, in the Dolphins games to end the year, um, when they had a chance to you know get the playoffs last year, he had some huge games. I think he had like, like six hundred yards, like four games last year when uh, during that that the time where it had to be a playoff stress. So. I expect him to go out there and uh, play really well for uh, for the Raiders. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything different. I I'm sorry, who's the other guy you're talking about? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, yeah. Josh Jacobs, though, um, I mean, he's always hurt. So, <laughs> I don't, you know, we'll, we'll see how he goes. Uh, uh, but, you know, they, they need to put him on ice because, I mean, they got, they're going to have to run the football to win this game. I mean, yeah. the Chargers got all their through secondary back, and, you know, we know how that scheme goes. So, um they got to run the football in this game. So they're, they're going to need Josh Jacobs and, you know, they couldn't run the football at all last time. So right. we'll see. Right. That that's going to, that's going to be an interesting, you know, chess match in this one, because I feel like that's kind of been an emphasis, obviously when you don't have Darren Waller, right. You know, you got to take advantage of who you do have, but um, I know a lot of Chargers fans are like, Oh, you know, kind of bummed out that Darren Waller is going to be back, but I'm so excited, man. I think at the end of the day, you want these teams playing at their best and you want whoever mm -hmm. is healthy to be healthy and on the field. And, you know, when you get to see a matchup like Derwin James and Darren Waller, that's something that is always exciting to me when you see those good on good matchups. And I think, you know, that just really kind of adds to the excitement of this game to be able to see Derwin against Darren Waller. Uh, hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's not, you know, on a pitch count. I think that just kind of, you know, adds to the environment for me. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, they feel like this is a playoff game. That's why I expect him to be full go. Maybe if it was like a couple weeks ago, he'd be on a pitch count, but not for this one. Yeah, absolutely. So I know a big talking point for the Raiders before the season was the offensive line. Of course, you have Vex Leather, the first round pick. Uh, his right tackle now is playing guard. What have you seen from the offensive line recently in terms of how they've come together uh, over the last month or so? Uh, inconsistent, man. I mean, they're inconsistent, too. Uh, I mean, maybe one game you'll get a good game from Leatherwood, and then the next game he's awful. You know, um, I think him and Parker, I mean, Brennan Parker's a liability altogether. Um, he, I mean, he he's not a good tackle. Um, I don't care what his PFF elite grade that he gave him for run blocks. I was like, oh, I, I the tape on. like, what are you guys talking about? There's no pancakes or nothing. Like, what, do you, no. what is elite here? 
But um, but you know, Brent, Dude, you know, PFF, Brent Car- <laughs> PFF gave Rashawn Slater like a 33 run blocking grade against the Giants, and I'm like, what are we watching, you guys? Like, are we watching? I, the I same don't know. Game? I don't understand the run blocking grades at all. I don't know if maybe it was a hold or something. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, um, you know, Brandon Parker, he's a liability. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the the thing is, is that he's on the right right side. Right, so Carr can avoid a little bit more on that side, mm-hmm. and he came with Colton Miller on his blind side because Colton Miller is uh, he's a I would say I'm not gonna say he's great, he's a good left tackle, right? He's sure. not a great left tackle, he's a good left tackle. John Simpson, um, he's the left guard. I mean, he's hit or miss. I mean, he might show up and play the, the game of his life against the Chargers, or he might show up and be absolutely awful. <laughs> I don't know which one he's gonna show up. Um, and Andre James, um, I mean, he he is he's an okay center. But he's just not a center, so like his snaps are really slow. So that's why a lot of teams are able to get get offs against the Raiders, especially sure. if they can time the snap. I mean, that's something Joey Bosa probably. I mean, they're probably watching that or something they already know. I know Brandon Staley's, you know, he's all over that. So they're they're gonna know those things, right? And they're gonna be trying to get off and you know pin their ears back and get off quick if they if they can stop the run. So you know, um, it, it, when they get to the five and seven step drops, man, it's a long day for Carr. So they like to stay in the three steps, yeah, in the one step to kind of keep this line at bay. When he gets third and long, um, I mean, it's tough for him. It is every single time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's going to be another one thing to look forward to. I want to shift gears for the defense really quickly because, okay. you know, I, I think obviously a lot of us were, you know, a little surprised when they hired Gus Bradley. But, you know, he's done what Gus Bradley does. You know, he's elevated uh, the play of some young players and he, he's kind of stabilized the unit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, the John Gruden head coaching future is a little up in the air, but are Raiders fans pleased with Gus Bradley? Do they want him back or was it, or do you think this is kind of a one and done situation with Gus Bradley? Uh, it depends on if you like Derek Carr or not, I guess. I mean, if you like, you don't like Derek Carr, everybody loves Gus Bradley right now, but uh, <laughs> the neutral people, I mean, it, it depends, man. Um, it, it's just, there's not enough disguise, right? I mean, the first time that we saw disguise was this past week. That was the first time. I saw him do a lot of disguises that he hasn't been doing. He did a, a nice blitz switch up. Usually blitzes from the left side every single time. And he actually decided to blitz from the right side this time. So it was interesting that he was, uh, I don't know, it took us some long, took about 10 years, but we got some, dis- we got some disguise last week. <laughs> and it, it, the thing is, it's like when you play, see with Gus Bradley, I mean, you probably know this, when you play a, an average to below average quarterback, he does really well because you know they can't they can't always take what they give you they don't know how to attack certain things right yeah. especially like a younger quarterback they struggle a little bit against his cover three because he plays back makes you he wants you to check down a lot of young quarterbacks they, they don't have that check down ability and when you play somebody like justin herbert who you know who's okay all right cool i'm gonna keep taking that you know it's 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 yeah. different and then and then he's like okay i'm gonna keep taking that and then let me hit jerry cook right in your seam right there you get, you get a better quarterback it just gets a little iffy right because there's a lot of things carson Wentz missed last week that if it was like Justin Herbert that they would have lost. So they have to figure that out. You know, yeah. um, if if that's the, that type of stuff happens, um, it's not going to be good because you got a Roger Teamer out there who played terrible, and I'm sure Justin Herbert's going to try to attack him all day with Austin Eckler. So I mean, I don't I don't know what the game plan is. Um, you know, they don't blitz either, and you know that's probably one of the times when you get pressure on Herbert with a blitz. It seems like that's the only time that he doesn't handle pressure well. I mean. This pass rating is like 99 with rushing with four. I think it's crazy. But um, when you're rushing with a blitz, it's different and you yeah. get pressure. But if you don't get pressure, he burns you. But if you get pressure with the blitz, he plays a little different, but they don't blitz. So 
<laughs> As we, we well know we we well know you know it just is amazing to me that uh you know i don't know if you know kenny king we had kenny king yeah. on our show uh before the season and he was like yeah gus is gonna do all this different stuff and and you know change the raiders defense and i'm like uh, he's gonna run nothing but cover three and never blitz and that's of course what has happened this year vanilla 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 <laughs> for sure there's there's definitely some advantages to that right like i think you when you have a very young defense like you, you want to make things simple for them i think that works right but when you have veterans of the raider who i think some disguise some blood works because you have guys who can you know handle that yeah yeah and, and it's it's uh, more about like um it's to me it's when you play good quarterbacks that's when it gets exposed i mean i mean Every time you play a good quarterback, I know he had the whole Mahomes thing from before, but I mean, James not from this store. So you know, <laughs> he runs those, he runs those, you know, those type of things, and you know, Mahomes is just killing them. And especially if they don't get a pass rush, man. I mean, it's a long day for them on the back end um, yeah. with a good quarterback. Like there's a saying, you play Carson Wentz, and yeah, twenty points, hundred fifty yards. You play Nick Mullins, you play Drew Locked, and yeah, I mean, he may you play Teddy Bridgewater. You know, the Jalen Hurts, like the, the, that they had good defensive performances against. I mean, these aren't the top-notch processing quarterbacks. But then you play like the Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Herbert had a great game against the first time. And you play like the better quarterbacks that, you know, that are willing to throw down the field. I mean, even Dak Prescott, I think he's been struggling for I don't know how long. He threw 375 yards with like Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I mean, those are the top 10 guys. You know, when they play this yeah. team, they, they aren't stupid. So, and it's simple. And I think that's why I don't, I don't know what he's going to do this week, but he's got to mix it up or he's going to get tore up. So, yeah, I think that's that's pretty spot on. Where <laughs> yeah. are you at with uh, Versace? Is that how you say? It? Where are you at with it in terms of him being like a legitimate head coaching candidate or not? Um, I think at first I was really down on him. I I, I didn't feel like I kind of feel like when the Henry Ruggs thing happened, right? I feel like this team was like thinking that they were just going to tank. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that was kind of his approach. Like he said some weird things at press conferences, like we're not trying to win games. We're trying to control emotions and stuff like that. And and I, I think I think the players a little bit decided that we don't want to lose anymore. Yeah. And they decided they wanted to start winning. And I think he's kind of just benefiting from it because I think his job was just to mentor people and make sure that they because uh, that's he's good at. You know, make sure that their their heads are the right area, that, you know, they're, they're in the right place. Um, handling that type of tough situation that everybody's close to a guy that that type of you know he does that or I really don't want to handle you because you know I still feel like Brian Edwards has never got over it and he's been he's been awful since that happened mm -hmm. so it's you know it's that with that part of it he's good I don't know how he's gonna do this coaching staff though you know like I don't I'm, I'm not 100% sure I want Olsen back I don't I really don't want Bradley back um, that much in my opinion um, I'd rather have somebody that can you know, do some of these too high stuff. You got good safeties over there. I think somebody can mix it up a little bit um, and get more egg to actually play Justin Simmons or something. I, that's kind of what I want. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting if they keep him. Like, the, who does he keep? Because if he keeps Bradley again, I mean, I don't, I don't think you would get this kind of performance twice, in my opinion. So, yeah, once you, uh, I mean, I don't know what the Raiders are going to do with with Casey Hayward and Denzel Perryman and all these guys who I love. Yeah, I, I do kind of wish that Denzel Payne was were still on the Chargers, but um, you know, once you get kind of out of the comfort zone of all these players who know that system inside and out, it's just gonna be interesting to see what uh, happens with the defensive scales back or not. Um, exactly. But I want to get your thoughts on, on kind of a matchup or two that Raiders fans are, are kind of I don't want to say scared of, but like worried about ahead of Sunday Night Football in terms of. Uh, possibly an advantage the Chargers have over the Raiders. 
Uh, I would say the, the advantage that the Chargers have over the Raiders is I think that, uh, I mean, I think it's Brandon Staley. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Brandon Staley is a better coach. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean they, they're going to be prepared. They're going to be ready for everything the Raiders do. I mean, that's what happened in the last game. Um, and then, you know, Gruden adjusted pretty well. But we don't have Gruden no more. You know, yeah. Gruden's not here. Um, I mean, I don't know what the game plan is. I mean, the Raiders have been doing a lot of things that they didn't do early in the year that I, you know, I chart, like, every, I've been charting the Raiders for about three years. And recently, they've been doing a lot of things that I haven't seen. So they're, they're mixing it up a little bit differently than they used to. Because at this point last year, John Gruden's already, he's already, he already dumped all the load out. And uh, he's just running the stuff that he already did. So that's why he always has yeah. those tail offs. But, you know, that's why you're seeing a little, a little bit different because they're running different plays too. So it'll be interesting to see how that they do that. But I, I, I honestly, that's my advantage here. I think, you know, he's, he's more aggressive than Masaccio. So he's going to go for a fourth down more, especially mm-hmm. that's his type of game. You know, um, you know, he, I, I think he just he powers Herbert a lot. Um, I, I think the, the positivity that he shows to Herbert is why Herbert's playing so well. You know, I think that yeah. the type of coach that puts that positivity in you, you know, you throw a pick, he's making sure, you know, he's going to talk to you about it and not tell you that you're terrible. You know, he's going to make sure that, you know, okay, yeah, that's, you can't do that again, but, you know, this is what you, else you did good. So I think that that element that he has, um, I think that's kind of the the main difference because, you know, there's matchups like, you know, Waller versus James and, and things like that. But, I, you know, sure. I, you know, and of course, like Bosa versus Parker, which is probably the scariest part, you know. Think, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I—that's I, why I think the advantage here too. I just think that they have a, uh, a little bit of a better identity of what who they are. Okay. You know, they have an identity of who they are. They know what they're going to be when they go in there. They have a different mindset. You know, they're they're all connected a little bit. You know, Raiders have Tom Cable who wants to run the offense, and that's what they had a little bit early on. That with Greg Olson, he wanted to be the coordinator. You know, like so. Okay. Yeah, he's, and Tom Kill's terrible. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I mean, that, that's why that's why I kind of feel like is the big difference here. I just think they have a better coaching staff, and they'll be they'll be prepared. I mean, the Raiders got to be prepared for for them. So, yeah, I uh, you know I've got to say I'm hoping that uh, Gus mixes it up in in one way, and I hope we see Max Crosby versus Rashawn Slater a little bit more than we did in the first one. Yeah, yeah, me too. I hope they mess it up. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think you know, I just having uh, Ngakwe on the same side all the time doesn't work either. So yeah, you know, flipping it around, but you know, yeah. yeah, that is uh, that's something that he always did with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. It was like Joey's rushing from the left, Melvin rushing from the right. Occasionally, occasionally we'll like do the amoeba like walking around thing, but mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, it was Joey. You rush from the left and you don't get to move around. So. That's been something that I've really enjoyed about Brandon Staley. They they use Joey Bosa from the interior a little bit more often. They switch sides with Chenna and Wosu every once in a while. So uh, they move around Joey Bosa quite a bit, which is something that I've enjoyed quite a lot from uh, Brandon Staley's approach versus Gus Bradley's. Okay. Yeah, I, I imagine that. Just, just that switch up. And especially, yeah. that's why you're probably going to see Bosa inside on Leatherwood more than you more than you probably think. I mean, that's yeah. attack him and put that inside. That's pretty smart. So Yeah. Well, Marcus, this has been uh, great. Can't thank you enough for joining us today. We'll get you out of here on this uh, final prediction for this one and kind of how you see it playing out on Sunday night. Uh, uh, Sunday night. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to use just some reverse um, psychology. Reverse, like reverse psychology? I'm going to go reverse psychology. Also, you know, I, I've, this happened 10 years ago. I don't know, 2011 Raiders versus Chargers. Uh-huh. Carson Palmer, you know. <laughs> you know, the Chargers weren't even good that year. You know, they weren't even like supposed to yeah. beat us. They just 
<laughs> you know, it's so I guess as a scoring Raiders fan, I, I think the Chargers are probably going to pull this out like late. You know, I think I do think it's going to be a battle between Herbert and uh, Carr. I mean, Herbert's been really clutch this year. He's got five game-winning drives, and Carr's got six. So I think yeah. it's going to be a little bit of fireworks late. And who has the ball last? But I still think you know Brandon Staley is just a little bit more aggressive, and there's going to be a couple fourth downs where he goes for it. And it's going to end up winning. So. Well, I uh, I hope you are right. Uh, I hope the <laughs> reverse psychology does not reverse. Uh, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I, I'm uh, really excited about this matchup. I don't know if you're going, but uh, my co-host and I will be there. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be a super fun matchup. You know, going to be an electric environment for sure. Uh, tell our listeners where they can get some uh, Raiders intel on your behalf if they are so interested. Yeah, so uh, check me out on Twitter at the Mark John NFL. So you can go and follow me there on Twitter. Uh, we'll probably have a, a Raiders a Chargers preview, um, you know, live stream on Saturday on our YouTube page. So go to Tape Don't Lie on YouTube. You can check that out. Um, you know, we're fair guys. We're not like you know, you know, we, we, if, if, the, if the Raiders are going to lose, we'll tell you. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but check us out there. And then, uh, man, if you like quarterbacks, check me out on iTunes. I break down all the quarterbacks. We'll talk in awareness. So um, yeah, so you can go check me out on those. Cool. Sounds good, Marcus. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.